You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos over here at the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you your bite-sized daily Broncos podcast, keeping it to you 30 minutes or less over here with the best coverage, news, and analysis across the globe. You're not going to get this coverage at ESPN or NFL Network. We're going to bring it to you here on the Locked On Podcast Network with all things Denver Broncos related. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst covering the Denver Broncos as well as a columnist over at PredominantlyOrange.com covering all things orange and blue. I also cover the NFL, so I do a lot of NFL stuff, do a lot of radio appearances. You can occasionally hear me on Orange and Blue 760, Mile High Sports Radio, other ventures as well. Very excited to be talking Broncos football with you guys once again on today's episode of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. We have segment number one today. We're going to cover the injury report between the Broncos and the Bengals for Wednesday. Who participated? Who did not? Who might be in question to play in Sunday? Sunday's game. Broncos on the road this Sunday to take on the Bengals. 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff in Cincinnati. Broncos have a tough road test. They have to become road warriors during this next two-game stretch where they are not at Broncos Stadium at Mile High. Segment number two and segment number three, it's going to be our Week 13 NFL picks. We're going to preview some of the week's biggest matchups, including tonight's Thursday night football matchup between the Saints and the Cowboys. There's some fire in that matchup. We're going to give all of our picks for Week 13 of the NFL, and we're going to bring it to you here on today's episode of Locked On Broncos, which is sponsored by Action Heat Clothing. With all this cold weather rolling in right now, it's very important that you stay warm and let Action Heat Clothing keep you warm throughout this winter weather. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode today by covering the Broncos injury report. Now, on Wednesday, the Broncos, there was no news. We found this out a little bit earlier in the week, but Shaquille Barrett has a tear in his hip flexor. He is out for the next couple of weeks. He is considered week to week. Who knows when he'll get back, but the anticipation is maybe those last two games of the NFL regular season, some key games. Obviously, every game right now for the Broncos is key, but those could have some very, very big implications on the line, and having Shaquille Barrett back would be a huge thing. So, obviously, in the absence of Shaquille Barrett, look to see a little bit more of Shane Ray and Demarcus Walker. We're going to see a lot of them in Sunday's matchup against the Bengals. Cornerback Terrain Brock did not participate on Wednesday. He's dealing with a rib injury. He's considered questionable. If he's unable to go, we're going to see more Isaac Yadam, who, yeah, I'm not opposed to that. I'm excited. I like Isaac Yadam. I, I saw a lot of things in him in the Senior Bowl, throughout Senior Bowl practice, and I think it's important now that he's on the Broncos roster. He's had a good training camp. Now, the thing is, he had a little bit of a rough start to the preseason, It kind of displayed that he wasn't quite ready yet to be a starter in the NFL. However, last week he showed me with constant training. He's a technique guy. He's working hard. He's been working hard all season long to get on that field. And now when he finally got on the field, minus one play where he almost got burnt deep on, I believe, a miscommunication with the safety. 
He did a phenomenal job after that in terms of being very physical with Antonio Brown and the receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster. One thing about Isaac Adam that I like is he loves, if he gets his hands on you and he's going to be physical, it's going to be hard for receivers to catch. You know, you obviously have to be uh, very weary of maybe defensive holding or, you know, pass interference but I like that an aggressive cornerback and Isaac Yadam a young guy he's got a lot of promise been doing very good on special teams for the team he is huge for them so if Tremaine Brock is unable to go guess what we're going to see more Isaac Yadam Brandon Marshall he made his return to practice on a limited basis dealing with the knee injury his status for this week's game is currently questionable we do not know what the status of it is going forward Demonte Thomas was also limited on Wednesday with an ankle injury Broncos placed Jeff Hireman on injured reserve that means that really outside of those injuries the Broncos are relatively healthy so not a lot of guys showing up on the injury report this week that is good news hopefully they can get some of these guys back very very quickly but we've been seeing Josie Jewell step up in light of Brandon Marshall being gone that is huge for the Broncos as well he's getting his feet wet as a rookie he's getting more comfortable week in and week out and you can absolutely tell you might even see AJ Johnson Alexander Johnson getting some run this week as well at inside linebacker if Brandon Marshall can't make it I I think they're going to look at a lot of different options here in terms of giving their defense a lot of depth and uh, you know Alexander Johnson's a very uh, dynamic player, and so there's a lot of opportunity there. Obviously, special teams, we see Joseph Jones doing a lot of exciting stuff there. So, you know, if any of those guys go down or get hurt, you know, you always have these backup guys that could step in and, and fill a major role there. So let's take a look to the Bengals' side of the ball. Some key players on the injury report. Carlos Dunlap, we talked about it yesterday in our game preview. He's got a hip injury. He did not participate on Wednesday. Alec Erickson, a wide receiver for them as well. Not injury-related. He was out Wednesday's practice. Did not participate. Not sure what it was there. Jake Fisher, tackle for the Bengals. Back injury. Did not participate. Cordy Glenn, another tackle for the Bengals. Back issue as well. Did not participate. Josh Malone, wide receiver. Hamstring injury. Did not participate. And Tony McRae, cornerback, going through concussion protocol. He was unable to participate in practice as well. Now, on terms of some other key players, we have A.J. Green, who hasn't played in the last couple of weeks. So for the Broncos in this matchup, is A.J. Green going to play? That is the huge question mark right now. Obviously, Jeff Driscoll named the starting quarterback for the Bengals this week. Tom Savage, the backup. A.J. Green hasn't played in quite some time. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. His current status for the game right now is questionable. It's uncertain at this time what's going to happen cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick as well he's a key player for that defense he's got a shoulder injury he was limited in practice as well but I, I think he might be all signs pointing to going Nick Nick V Hill as well linebacker knee injury limited in his participation and that is your locked on Broncos week 13 injury report update on the show here segment number one we got a lot of other things that we're going to talk about here on today's episode of locked on Broncos Coming up here in a second, we're going to jump into segment two where we break down the week 13 NFL matchups. We go through our Locked On Broncos picks. This will be accompanied with a Twitter post over at Cody Rourke NFL where you are encouraged to get in the conversation. Send me your picks for week 13. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Let's analyze it. Things like that. I love doing that. We've had a very great interaction the last couple of weeks when we've done our NFL picks. So let's keep it going over there at Cody Rourke NFL. But before we jump into 
that, let's talk about our sponsor of tonight's show, and that is Action Heat Clothing. It is freezing. It started snowing in Denver, started snowing in other parts of Colorado, and I was really thinking to myself today, man, I wish I had some Action Heat Clothing. So it prompted me to buy some, and I'm going to tell you exactly how you can stay warm in this cold winter conditions by utilizing what Action Heat Clothing has to offer for you or those around you. Action Heat Clothing is the best battery-heated clothing on the market with the touch of a button. You can receive heat on demand. And they're also safely engineered to deliver heat through heating panels, which are very similar to those in car seats. They are powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that can last you up to 12 hours. So if you have to work construction or if you're out in the cold all day long, you want to stay warm, guess what? Action Heat Clothing is for you. If you're looking for a gift for the holidays for any of your family or friends, keep them warm with Action Heat. You can even purchase them heated jackets. You can buy them socks that are heated, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like long johns. That is going to be so clutch. I know what I'm giving to some of my friends for their Christmas stocking. I'm going to give them some Action Heat clothing. They're also available for both men and women's styles. We also have a special offer for listeners of Lockdown Broncos where you can save 20% off of your order today by going to actionheat.com slash locked on. Once again, that's actionheat.com slash locked on. And when you find something you like at checkout, please use promo code locked on to save 20% off of your order today. Action Heat Clothing, keeping you warm when it's cold during this drastic time of the year. Tell them Lockdown Broncos sent you. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, jumping into it. This is one of my most favorite segments of the week to record is because we talk a lot about the Broncos, but I also think it's important to talk about the NFL and some of the games, and this is a highly, highly interactive segment, and I look forward to your responses at Cody Rourke NFL. We're going to break down week 13 NFL matchup starts up tonight. You have the Saints on the road traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. You can catch the game on Fox, the NFL Network, or Amazon Prime Video. This is a big matchup. I think right now we look at the Saints are rolling at a 10 and 1 record. They're on the road at Dallas who's Got a couple wins back-to-back. They've got a little bit of confidence going on. However, DeMarcus Lawrence came out in the media and was talking about the Saints and how they want to choke the life out of them, things like that. Be careful what you wish for when you talk about Drew Brees. I tell you what, Drew Brees is a guy that's so fun to watch. Yeah, I said it a, a few weeks ago. When guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, for example, even Aaron Rodgers, when those guys hang it up, Football is going to be different. The quarterback position is going to be different. Everyone's like, oh, we got all these guys here. I get it. You got young, talented quarterbacks. You got the next revolution of that position right now in the NFL with some young guys and, and young teams. I get it. But I'm talking about the era in which we grew up, a majority of us, a lot of us, a lot of us, uh, 20 plus, you know, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, we grew up watching Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That was one of the best rivalries to watch. That's going to be something we go back in 20 years and we're watching, you know, a documentary on NFL network about these two same thing with drew Brees. drew Brees, his story his career he's been phenomenal you know one super bowl win they're on a mission this year they're on the road in dallas and they're coming off a game where drew Brees threw four touchdowns and they were throwing it up they were up big in the fourth quarter still throwing the ball the saints have a very complete team this year very very exciting to watch if you're a, a football fan that loves exciting offense and and really their, their defense is buckled down from the beginning of the year obviously they're in that shootout game with tampa bay but I, I think overall the saints have really turned it around following that game and they've been on a roll since they've been one of the hottest teams in the league 
They're on the road taking on the Cowboys. And in this matchup, I got the Saints. I got the hot hand. Drew Brees, I don't think anybody's going to really slow down Drew Brees. He knocked off the Rams. And, you know, he's knocked off some good competition. And now they're going to go play the Cowboys. And, and you know, to be honest with you, I think this matchup bodes well for what the Saints have to offer. So I got the Saints over the Cowboys in this one. And then we head on to this Sunday. Some of the early games and the Broncos game is featured in the early time slot. We got the Ravens traveling on the road to take on the Falcons. Now, the Ravens have a lot of question marks right now. Joe Flacco still injured, still out. You have rookie Lamar Jackson. Now for him, the question is, can he be consistent? Can he make those consistent throws? I haven't seen that yet. I don't think any of us have seen that out of Lamar Jackson just yet. We've seen bits and pieces in the preseason, but really, Lamar Jackson loves to run the football. He loves to run around. So defensively, I'm thinking Dan Quinn in this game in Atlanta, they're going to be game storming. You know, they're going to have a spy. They're going to obviously have contained responsibilities on the edge and on the outside. But really, the key is if you can contain Lamar Jackson, not allow him to run free up the sideline, get extra yardage, extend drives, picking up first downs with his legs, you have a great chance to win this game. And I think the Falcons, they're missing some key defensive players. But I think in this matchup, the Falcons have too much going on for them right now. They have some talent at the offensive position. You know, Matt Ryan's playing decent, not great football. They're sitting there at a four and seven record there's still a lot to be desired here with this Falcons team who last year we watched them they were very competitive they were in the playoffs we had them you know there was a lot of talk of them getting back to the Super Bowl you know it's just crazy how the NFL changes one year you got a team in the Super Bowl the next year they're not doing so good so really I, I think it's definitely one of those dynamics we also witnessed that with the Eagles so back-to-back years we witnessed that with the Falcons and the Eagles you know some teams that went to the Super Bowl uh, Patriots for some reason continue to find themselves getting there but I've got on this one the Falcons defense their home turf against the Ravens, Falcons over them. And then we have the Panthers on the road at the Buccaneers. The Panthers looking to redeem that horrible, horrible difficulty loss that they experienced to the Seattle Seahawks last Sunday. There is some fire right now. There is a little bit of uh, animosity and some hunger right now with this Carolina Panthers team. And, and I really, I think in this matchup, when we look at it on paper, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, these guys are playing phenomenal football. They're playing good football. This is a good year. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm watching this team defensively, offensively. They are, I feel, more complete this year than they were in that 2015 year they went to the Super Bowl. They have a lot of good pieces around them, a lot of young nucleus pieces. Now, Carolina sitting at a 6-5 and five record. You know, they had that Thursday night loss to the Steelers in blowout fashion. Tampa Bay trying to figure things out, starting off 4-0. and and they, I mean, they just can't really get anything going at this point. Ryan Fitzmagic, that magic ran out. Jameis Winston, he's back, and he's hoping to steal a game. No pun intended. But, you know, I, I think in this game, I'm going to go with the Panthers on the road at the Buccaneers. I just think that the Panthers have too much offensive firepower for this Buccaneers defense to stop. Now we're going to take it to MetLife Stadium in New York as the Chicago Bears, hopefully, maybe, with Mitch Trubisky back in the lineup. It's uncertain at this point. I'm not sure. On the road to take on the Giants. The Giants, really a big, big letdown last week. They were running the ball very effectively with Saquon Barkley, two touchdown scores. You know, he's ripping off these big yardages, and, and really they have and in my opinion, I thought if they just ran the ball more and, and controlled it a little bit, they would have beat the Eagles. But now you have the Bears who are absolutely hungry. They're playing very good football right now at an 8-3 and three record. Giants 3-8 and eight on the year. This is going to be a tough matchup. That Bears defense is pretty dang solid. You know, going back and watching them on film, they have a lot of good pieces that I think that they love to utilize. And that, that's going to be very, very effective for them going forward as an organization is building on that, building on that youth. But they have a clear shot to win that NFC North division. I'm going to take the Bears on the road over the Giants in this game. 
Now, our next game is going to be a little tricky here. What, what are we going to expect in this AFC East divisional matchup? We have the Bills on the road at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins coming off of a heartbreaking loss to Andrew Luck and the Colts, who Andrew Luck should be comeback player of the year, in my honest opinion. He's earned it. I mean, he's been phenomenal for them, very efficient. The Bills also got some energy. Huge, huge win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's ironic because these two teams are playing each other. So you, you had the Dolphins and the Colts last week, and you had the Bills versus the Jaguars. Well, the Bills versus the Dolphins and the Colts versus the Jaguars this week. Really, in this one, Josh Allen, I, he's gonna, I think he's going to get better with time. I don't think he's going to be great right away, but really – they are going into this game without, you know, I, I think a, a multitude of different options, dynamics. You have Ryan Tannehill returning for them. So maybe after all that time off for Tannehill, is he going to come into this game against the Bills? Shake off that rust. It is in Miami. You don't have to worry about the cold. So I'm going to take the home team on this one. I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Bills. And in our next matchup, we have a divisional game between the Colts and the Jaguars. Colts red hot right now. You look at Indianapolis, they're 6-5. and five. Jacksonville sitting at 3-8. and eight, And there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of question marks right now about this Jacksonville Jaguars team in terms of what's going on in their locker room. Think about it last year. They were in the AFC Championship game. They were a player or two away last year from being in the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, they're 3-8. and eight. They have a majority of the same guys on the roster, same quarterback. What is wrong with the Jacksonville Jaguars? What is going on there? There is a huge evident uh, disarray in that locker room. It goes back to the London trip. Players getting arrested overseas. Huge distraction before the game. They go out, lay an egg. And then now you got all this. You got Jalen Ramsey consistently talking trash to everybody. But really, they're not winning games. So the talk is kind of, what are you doing? You know, going up and telling, you know, Josh Allen, he's trash. But then again, he beats you. I think when you're three and eight, you got to shut your mouth a little bit. So uh, Colts red hot. Jacksonville Jaguars self imploding. I would look for them to make some changes at the end of the season. Obviously, with Doug Marone, Tom Coughlin's not going to let this stuff fly too long. I've got the Colts continuing their red hot streak on the road. They're going to win it by a field goal against the Jaguars, which is hard because the Broncos have to essentially hope that the Colts and, you know, even the Dolphins or the Titans or, you know, some of these other teams, even the Chargers lose games. So it, it makes it if they win, if the Broncos can win, it makes the likelihood of that wild card spot more realistic as the end of the season approaches. So I don't know, that's another angle for another day. And then our next matchup, we have the Browns traveling to Houston to take on the red hot Texans. Browns coming off of a huge win. Ever since they fired Hugh Jackson, things have been a little different down there in Brownstown. Now they get to go on the road. Take on Deshaun Watson. They just came off of a big, impressive performance. Probably the most complete performance we've seen from the Texans this past week on Monday Night Football when they beat the Tennessee Titans handily. You had Deshaun Watson, effective with the ball. You know, offensive line not that great in Houston. Running game, Lamar Miller breaking off a 97-yard run. You have Demarius Thomas, former Denver Bronco, catching two touchdowns. That was kind of bittersweet. You know, if you're a Broncos fan, it is bittersweet for sure. But he's he's going to a system that, you know, I think he's got some value there. They could use a guy like Demarius Thomas, and the Texans are just rolling. Defensively, they're playing tough. J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, Marcellus Whitney, a lot of these guys on the defensive side of the ball, they are playing really good. Kareem Jackson at corner, they have a lot of talented pieces. And they're sitting there, you know, when you look at Houston and their record at 8-3, and three, I mean, starting off 0-3, you, you go through and you're, you win eight straight games. That's a franchise record for them. I, I tell you what, Houston, the Broncos, the Broncos have played these teams. The Broncos have played the Steelers. They've played the Rams. They've played the Chiefs. They've played some of these very, very talented teams. 
And they played the Texans. They lost because of kicker missed a field goal. They're very much in those games in a lot of situations. So really, I look at the mark of this Broncos team. I think they are better than their record indicates. I know I've said that a lot, but it's true. But this Texans team is definitely a dangerous team to watch. And, and if they get in the playoffs, I think this, is, this could be the year that they could shake off that, that first-round rust that they've displayed in years past in playoff matchups. They have the ability, I think, with Deshaun Watson to actually win a game to do good. That's kind of something, in my opinion. Now, Baker Mayfield, you know, they got some energy going. They got some mojo down there at 4-6-1 and one. down there in that division. You know, it, that division, in my opinion, is kind of in shambles based on everything they have going on with Cincinnati and, and obviously Cleveland. And, and Pittsburgh is really the standout on that, on that team. And then you have the Ravens at 6-5 and five who kind of fell off a little bit after that really hot start. So really in this game, I'm going to take the home team Texans over the Browns. Now, in just a moment, we're going to get to segment number three of our NFL picks. We're going to continue from the Broncos game down to the Monday night football game finale here in segment number three coming up in just a second. But before we jump into that, guys, I got to tell you about Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. If you follow the handle at Locked On NFL Net, you will get live in-game updates, all of the tweets from every single host of the Locked On NFL and, their, and, and the teams that they cover. So Locked On Broncos through Locked On Eagles, whoever it may be, you get all those host tweets on one single feed at Locked On NFL Net. This is great during games, during the week, when you're trying to get injury news, you're trying to get unbiased coverage. You get a lot of that at the Locked On NFL Net Twitter handle, and it's awesome, especially when there's breaking news or just to get the local perspective. And on Instagram, Locked On NFL Net is changing the way that social media and digital media is used. Think about it this way. You go on Instagram, you check your stories, you see these people interacting. Now you go to Lockdown NFL Net, you click on the story, you're going to get some bite-sized audio of some of the biggest stories around the National Football League from the Lockdown NFL channel and their hosts on your stories with up-to-date stuff, telling you to listen to the show, a lot of great stuff. And on your Instagram feeds, guess what? You have the full-on longer bits of that information and that news as well. So stay in tune at Lockdown NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram today. Alrighty, we got to get into our final portion here on the show, our NFL Week 13 predictions, picks, and analysis and discussion. We've got the Broncos at the Bengals. You guys know my policy on this. On paper right now, the Broncos look like a team that should go into Cincinnati and beat this team that's really broken defensively, offensively. But to be honest with you, it's the NFL. Jeff Driscoll, the NFL world doesn't know too much about him right now. He's very fast. He's a good athlete. The Broncos will have their hands full. They can't go into this matchup thinking, well, if we do, you know, we're just going to steamroll through this team. No, absolutely not. I think if the Broncos can generate pressure on Driscoll and, and the pass rush can get there and offensively they can take advantage against this very, very soft Bengals defense right now that's struggling bottom tier in the National Football League, I think the Broncos can come out on top. But if the Broncos come into this game and overlook the Bengals, the Bengals have a lot to play for. They have some pride that they want to play for. That could be a very upsetting uh, shocker to what the Broncos have done following this 2-0 start after the bye week. So I'm not going to really give my prediction on that one. You guys know where I stand on that. And then we have the Rams traveling on the road at Detroit. This is a big game. But when you look at the Detroit Lions, you look at the LA Rams, Sean McVay and them, they're, they're firing on off cylinders. Coming off the bye week, they're going to get a keep to lead back. They're going to get some of that help on defense. Now you go to the Lions team that traded their best wide receiver at the NFL trade deadline. Matthew Stafford continues to be so inconsistent. I think it warrants discussion that I don't think he is the guy that they paid $135 million for. Absolutely not. I don't think so. 
Very overrated. So the Rams, Road Warriors, this is a big game for them to really show out. And coming off that huge win against the Chiefs, they have a lot of momentum to make that run in the NFC to secure even a top seed. I think they're a very good team. The Lions could be that team, though, that if you overlook them, they will make you pay. So I got the Rams on the road at this one, taking out the Lions. And then we have the Cardinals at the Packers. The Packers currently undefeated at home. Their real struggles come on the road. The Cardinals, not that great of a team this year. They're coming into Green Bay. Green Bay's really aching for a win. They're looking for a win. They're trying to find ways to get things going. And Aaron Rodgers is angry. So an angry Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean a lot of good things for this Cardinals defense that does give up a lot of points, a lot of yards, and a lot of missed opportunities. So the Packers, I got them at home against the Cardinals. Now, AFC West Divisional matchup, we're going to keep a special eye on here. You have the Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs coming off a bye week following that loss to the LA Rams, 54-51 on the road to the Raiders. Raiders coming off of a win over the Cardinals. So... Actually, you know what? That, that, that's a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I did got tongue twisted. I got confused there. Raiders actually lost last week to the Baltimore Ravens. So the Raiders, the Raiders are really kind of in this pickle here. They haven't been a very good team this year. They started off with some promise, a lot of capability, but they're sitting at two and nine compared to Kansas City being nine and two. So coming off that loss to the Ravens, the Raiders have a lot of question. Now, two weeks ago, the Raiders did overcome the Cardinals with the last second field goal. So. I I don't know why my mind was stuck in two weeks ago. But yes, the Chiefs at the Raiders, easy one here. I I got the Chiefs winning this one on the road. The Raiders just can't put it together, and it's not going to happen this year for them. Next game, we got the Jets on the road at the Titans. Titans coming off a huge loss to the Houston Texans on Monday Night Football after being up 10-0. After being up 10-0, you go through and and you kind of have a letdown. Defensively, you kind of collapse a little bit. You have breakdowns here and there. The Jets are still struggling to find their identity. However, they're still struggling to even be consistent on the field offensively, defensively. So it makes that Broncos loss to the Jets look even worse as the Broncos try to get a wild card spot. But in all hopes, I think the Broncos are rooting for the Jets to win this game. That knocks the Titans down to a little bit more down in that in that wild card in the in the hunt race that the Broncos are currently finding themselves in. I've got the Titans winning this one at home. And then we have another divisional matchup, NFC West divisional matchup between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Seahawks riding high right now. Seahawks are are starting to put it together. Russell Wilson is doing a phenomenal job. They're getting a lot of different pieces going and getting them involved in the offense. Defensively, they're making big stops when it matters. We saw a very aggressive game plan from them against the Carolina Panthers last week. I've got the Seahawks winning this divisional matchup at home. Fairly easy. And then the 49ers have to play the Broncos the next week. Now we got a very pivotal matchup. You have the Vikings coming off that big Sunday night football win against the Green Bay Packers. They're on the road to Foxborough taking on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Can Kirk Cousins outduel Tom Brady? That's going to be the question. I've got this one as the Patriots winning this one at home against the Vikings. And then our Sunday night football game. You would ask me a week ago what my prediction was for this game. I would tell you that I I legitimately think the Chargers have a chance to beat the Steelers in this matchup. They still do. However, they're going to be doing it without Melvin Gordon, who's got a knee sprain, and he's a big, big portion of their offense. But they also have a guy by the name of Austin Eckler. Is this a guy who can be what Philip Lindsay's been for the Broncos? Essentially, they they have that same kind of role, except Philip Lindsay has excelled more so in his role. He's being the more of the featured back compared to what it was with Royce Freeman earlier in the year. Now you have Austin Eckler kind of taking over that role 
averaging about five yards per carry for the Chargers on the road in this game. You know, you look at the success that Phil Blinsey had against this Chargers defense, not the Chargers defense, the Chargers defense and the Steelers defense. And really, if you're the Chargers, you're looking at Austin Eckler and you're, you're going back to that game film from the Broncos and the Steelers and you're seeing what worked for them to get Phil Blinsey sprung out and free. I think you're going to do the same thing in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout game. Phillip Rivers playing a phenomenal year as a quarterback, as an NFL player, probably the best year of his career so far as an athlete. He's putting it together. I've got the uh, Chargers winning this one, and you hope that the Chargers don't win this one, but realistically speaking, I, I'm going to go with the shocker here. I'm going to go with the upset. Chargers on the road at the Steelers. And then to conclude with our Monday night football game, we have the Redskins taking on the Eagles. The Eagles coming off their big win over the Giants. Redskins still trying to figure everything out after losing Alex Smith in this game. I've got the Eagles at home, national television. They're energized. They're trying to get everything going. This hasn't been the year that they've desired as an organization. Coming off of that Super Bowl win. So the Philadelphia now sitting at 5-6, and six, Washington at 6-5. and five. There is a lot of question marks right here for this Eagles team. Can they eventually get back to a point where they put themselves in the wild card? Can they do that? Because that's going to be the only chance, really, I think, that they can win the division. I don't think they can. I think the Dallas Cowboys right now, I know it's close. We still have some games left, but I think the Dallas Cowboys will win this division. And I think Philadelphia will finish second, take a wild card spot. But this is going to be a big, big matchup. Obviously, when you play a divisional rival, you got to play them twice. This is great. At the end of the year, for seeding purposes, obviously tiebreakers, you got to factor it in. I am taking the Eagles at home on this matchup today. So that'll do it here for our NFL pick segment, week 13. Broncos on the road at the Bengals. A lot of great stuff. Tweet me your picks on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, the latest news in Broncos country, and some other things as well in store for you guys there. Don't forget, follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. Leave a review. When we get to 100 reviews on iTunes, we're doing a jersey giveaway. We're going to be giving a jersey away of the winner's choice. So whoever wins it, they get to pick what jersey they want, and we're going to get it for them. So follow it, like it, share it, review it on iTunes, and we'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Broncos.